Hello, everybody. Welcome back to my podcast, Ariel's Whisper. Today, I have a very, very special guest joining me. She is one of my best friends. I'm very lucky to call her my sister. She is Melina Huang. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so honored. Wow. Oh my goodness. It's so funny because we were literally just talking about um, should we like catch up first or do this podcast recording first? And we're like, yeah. you know what? Let's just get work done and then we can like chit chat later. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Work first, play later. Work first. Or we can even like somewhat catch up i guess like while we record this podcast as well kind of okay yeah, yeah i have i have nothing to hide <laughs> <laughs> well um i'm not sure about that on my side but i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> yeah how how um yeah how long has it been since we last talked to each other it's like, been quite a while i think like at least a couple it feels like a couple of months yeah I yeah um so just to give everybody a little bit of background info uh, melina right now she's in vancouver um and she's working as a pharmacist full-time pharmacist and um she i actually know melina uh through college i think i believe on the first day of pharmacy school actually yeah. Yeah. yeah do you remember do you remember when we first met I think we were like in class together and we were doing some like first year like icebreaker activities and we mm. were grouped with Jacqueline and Dora and, mm. and Linda and that's how we all, you know, clung together. I yeah. Know. Yeah, I, I still see. have this very vivid image in my head um, that actually now I think about it, I think I met you way before first year pharmacy. I think oh. it was actually in summer school. <laughs> Okay, oh, wow. I have a little confession to make. So um, I remember I was with Jacqueline, so another good friend of ours, and we were sitting in uh, that big lecture hall. I think it was like bio, biochem. Okay. Okay. Is it biochem? Oh, oh, organic chemistry. Yes, there we yeah. go. And then I remember um, there was this just uh, girl uh, speaking behind us, <laughs> like behind us, like for every class. And I always wonder, like, wow, this girl, she has, like, such sharp questions because, like, she would raise questions in class because you have a very distinct voice. So that's kind of, like, how I noticed you. Oh, wow. Well, Senpai noticed you. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, this girl, she's, like, she asks actually very interesting questions and very sharp questions because usually in class, nobody really asks questions that much. But you are, like, the brave one who always asks questions. So, like, you definitely stood up. And so on the first day of our pharmacy, I guess, like, welcome party event, I was actually like, this girl is in our group. And it's nice to finally get to know you because I've been oh. noticing you since summer school. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if I would call it bravery. More like I was more shameless, you know, in <laughs> class. So I was like, yeah, I got, I got to know. I need to know. <laughs> But it was actually because of um, that trait you had. I think it really inspired me in many ways. Um, oh. I feel like Melina is someone who's always like very brave to me. Like she's uh, you, you. You see yourself um, shameless, but I think that's just an act of bravery and like being very true to yourself and not, I guess, fearing what others think about you. And I think that that has always been really inspirational to me. For example, um, in some decisions when I'm just like, oh, I'm kind of hesitant. I don't know what to do. I always call up Melina and be like, hey, girl. And she would mm -hmm. always give me like such determined answers. 
And she gives me the confidence actually to make the decision. So Melina has definitely just been one of my best friends, even though I was in Taipei for these past three years. Literally, like every time I make a big decision, I would always call Melina. So thank you for being here. Thank you, Melina. No problem. Anytime. (laughs) Yeah. So um, today I thought it would be interesting to just kind of chat with Melina. And um, right now I'm in Vancouver, but we haven't met up yet because I'm still kind of like Mm -hmm. half quarantined. But um, I just thought it would be nice for, I guess, the listeners to kind of listen into how you have really gone from a pharmacy student now into the actual career of being a pharmacist and what it's like. Actually, that's like one of my questions, too, because I kind of missed out the whole like working scene in particularly Vancouver being a pharmacist because, you know, I, I... I moved back to Taiwan as soon as I graduated. So it would be nice to kind of see what it could have been like for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy to share my working experiences because mm-hmm. I quite enjoy what I do. Obviously, we know how school went because we suffered together, you know? Yeah. Um, so we will like lean over that unless you wanted to go into it. Um, but to quickly go over, like we went through a four-year program in pharmacy. Before yeah. that, we had to complete some prerequisites, yeah. um, and that can take anywhere between, like for us back then, it was one year, but now it's at least two years. Mm-hmm. And then some people, you know, go in with degrees, go in with master's degrees, uh, or they go in without a degree, like we did. We just went mm-hmm. straight in after we finished our prereqs. Mm-hmm. Um, did four years of that, very rigorous program. Uh, made a lot of really good friends yes. and then once you graduate as I think that transition between um, that transition of becoming an adult from being mm. a student all your life yeah. was quite quite an interesting transition in retrospect right. but um, while we were going through it it was quite painful because <laughs> growth is always uncomfortable right yes yes yeah um, and I have to say I can't really um, say that my working life has been the most generic Mm. but it has been interesting like it's what I've charted for myself right Mm -hmm. and once you graduate and you enter the adulthood like this ties back to one of your earlier episodes on your definition of success and how um, success is just so different when you are an adult versus when you're in school Mm -hmm. when you're in school the metrics are very clear Mm-hmm. Um, you are either doing well or you are not. It's very yeah. black and white. Yeah. Uh, whereas in life, there is a huge gray zone that you need to navigate, right? Mm, yeah, for sure. Yeah, then you really have to think about like what you value, what you want, yeah. uh, what your goals are. It's, mm-hmm. like, the journey becomes much more individualized. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Would you say that it's harder for you after graduating, transitioning now, I guess you said adulthood, not being a student anymore? Because you also mentioned that school was such a vigorous process. So do you think it's harder then or harder now out of school? I wouldn't say one or the other was harder to manage. I think mm-hmm. it's just different and your struggles become different. When you're in school, the struggle was mainly, I need to do well in school. I need to Mm -hmm. pass. I need to get good grades so I can advance into the next year, um, Mm -hmm. get into the programs that I want to get into. Um, Mm -hmm. So it was just more academically challenging. And the Mm -hmm. time management that you had to juggle was between schoolwork and, like, your extracurricular activities, right? Mm -hmm. Once you um, leave 
academia and enter real world, um, mm. the things that you should juggle uh, increase. Great. So it's not just, oh, I have work and I have my extracurricular activities. No, I think not only do you have work and you need to chart a career, you need mm. to also think about your financial well-being. You need to become financially literate yeah. to take care of yourself and your family in the future right. Right. Um, because money is a very useful tool, right? Like, <laughs> you know, um, and you also have to take care of your own physical health. Like yeah. you need to work out regularly, eat well, you need to make sure your living spaces are clean and orderly. Uh, and on top of which, you need to maintain the friendships that you have uh, built over the years. Right. And then you have to think about, should I get married? Like, do you spend time <laughs> with your parents? Do you need to, like, nurture your siblings? Like, right. there is a lot more to do and a lot more to consider when right. you're an adult. Right. Not necessarily more difficult than school, because I think we all learn and get used to it and we get mm. used to handling are many baskets of issues, mm-hmm. um, but it's just like, yeah, it's different. It is. It is quite different. What about in terms of like specifically pharmacy? Like not, um, for example, like being, I guess like the things that we did in school, like all the exams, that was like super high stress. Oh gosh, like every time I think about pharmacy school, I'm just like, dang, mm-hmm. like we we got through it. But now yeah. like, I guess being a pharmacist and working in the field, was it like what you expected? Was it harder? Was it actually easier than you expected? I think work is infinitely easier than school. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Work is infinitely easier than school. I don't know if it's because my jobs are just easy or maybe I am not going above and beyond, or maybe I've just done it enough that I'm like, okay, this is somewhat of a repetitive process. Um, um, and you have like a good foundation of knowledge and learning from school that mm. any new update, you just mm. pile on top. You don't have to like, you know, learn the thing from beginning to end again. Mm. Yeah. So I guess it's because it's repetitive. I, I guess that's key, right? Because in school, we're constantly learning new things and we're mm-hmm. being tested on new things. We have to like keep, um, I guess, improving like our knowledge mm-hmm. and skills and expanding like the whole like mm-hmm. our skill set basically. But at work, mm-hmm. it's more like you're using what you already know and you're building it into like a really repetitive routine or structure. Is that what you meant? Yeah. Like that it's yeah. easier that way? Yeah, for example, in school, after we did GI, we had to do pulmonary. And then after pulmonary, yeah. we did, like, cardiac stuff, right? right Whereas right. when you're working, like, you, you already know most of the basic structure. Like, the guidelines, they do change, but the, the mainstay of therapy do mm. not change that much mm. with each update. So you just yeah. have to, you know, add things on top. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, do you... Do you find that when you're working, you actually use up the like most of the knowledge that you learned in school, or, or was it mostly learned from work? I think a lot of the background knowledge, like the pathophys, the pharmacokinetics, pharmacology, drug information, how to solve problems, how to use our references to answer questions mm-hmm. and deal with issues, that part. Um, school really helped prep that and Mm. what you have to learn at work or what I learned at work um, is essentially the differing workflows 
in mm. each of the different settings that I worked in or mm. still working in right now. And on top of which, there's also an element of office politics mm. that you have to deal with that I uh, think school didn't quite prepare us for it. Right. Um, and it took some navigating to figure things out. Like what? Like what? Do you have an example? Yeah, like at my first job, I really didn't get along with one of my coworkers. And I remember I think, that. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. I think the way I handled it um, was not the best, could have been better, could always be better. And so mm-hmm. after that experience at my other jobs, after I left that job, um, I think how I navigated my relationship with other members of the team uh, got better. Like, I was more mindful of the initial um, interactions I had with them. Mm-hmm. And I really had to check my own attitudes and my own assumptions about a lot of these things. Looking back, though, that person still hate her. That's not yeah, no, I remember you telling me the story. And I'm just like, I really don't know how this person is still surviving. Like, how does she still have a job? Like, it's just ridiculous. Like, the way that she approached things, the way that she treated you. I just thought that was, like ridiculous so yeah completely um, unacceptable if I saw her today I would still be like nah screw you goodbye (laughs) (laughs) yeah no I got so angry as well and I remember like after listening to your story I literally told my family about it and I was like why is this person still like there like why is she not fired (laughs) yeah I got I got angry about this situation as well but I'm glad I'm glad that you um at the end kind of resolved it and that you learned from it I think that was that was the most important I mean what else could you do, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, what else could you do? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So from what you were saying, basically school did help. So like it's like school gives you, I guess, the basic knowledge and foundation of the whole like pharmacy system works. But the structure, like working, the workflow and how to manage people relations, that's something mm-hmm. that you have to learn when you actually start working. Yeah. Because yeah. mm. I remember, like, for me, when I did my, um, what was that called? Is it internship? I can't, I can't even remember what it was called when we oh, had to rotations. complete our rotations. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So we had to do our rotations in the last year of our, I guess, pharmacy degree. Um, we basically are assigned to different pharmacies where we uh, just kind of like, um, well, we just basically work there, right? And observe how they, yeah, we observe how the pharmacists work and we just kind of shadow them and just do some counseling. We give out medication, just basically kind of like uh, a free intern there. But it's supposed mm-hmm. for it, it's supposed it's supposed to be for us to really take up and see what it's like to work in the actual field. Um, and for me, I realized that during my rotations. Um, that was mainly when I picked up, oh, okay, so this is how a pharmacist is supposed to work um, when you're actually dealing with patients. Because I felt like in school, it was a lot of knowledge-based um, content. And I realized we didn't really need to use most of the, I guess, like in-depth knowledge when we're, especially in a community setting where we just kind of like follow the procedures. The things that we say to patients are very concise and short um, as possible, right? For them to kind of just get the main point and not like go into like the whole like human anatomy and stuff. So I realized that in the work field, I didn't really have to use much of what we learned in school. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mostly picked it up from just like observing what the pharmacists do. And um, I, I feel like it's a complete different skill set. <laughs> I feel like doing well in school doesn't really necessarily translate into doing well at work. That was what I f- felt like. Like getting yeah, good work. grades. Yeah, like getting good grades. Like, okay, good job. That means we probably you're good at like memorizing or understanding the content. But actually dealing with patients or dealing with coworkers, like you said, like the whole like workplace politics or whatever. I think that's just, that's a completely different skill set. I think working in the community, definitely your knowledge will atrophy. But mm-hmm. if you work in other settings, you have to keep up. Like if you work in a primary care setting with other healthcare providers, or if you work in a hospital setting, like it's, it's really different. I do have to say my experiences during rotations, which very similar to yours, all community based um, Mm -hmm. sites, except for Mm -hmm. our one hospital experience, Mm -hmm. nothing like what I'm doing right now. Like my work is very unconventional for our field. Mm, Can you describe, can you describe what you do right now? Yeah, so right now, when I first graduated, right, I never mm-hmm. went into a community-based uh, site because mm-hmm. I thought to myself, I already know what that's like. I want to yeah. work in more interesting settings. I want to mm-hmm. see what this profession has to offer. So mm-hmm. my first job was in geriatric long-term care. The mm-hmm. pharmacy itself was not open to the public. Very mm-hmm. unusual because most pharmacies are open to the public, right? Mm-hmm. And then we served mainly nursing homes. So mm-hmm. that was a lot of like chronic disease management, uh, medication management, dealing with uh, nursing staff, mm-hmm. and of course, like internal pharmacy office politics. And then after I left that position, I started working for another pharmacy, again, not open to the public. Mm-hmm. And this time, the patient population, instead of being uh, the geriatric population, was uh, addictions and mental health in mm. the Vancouver downtown Eastside neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And so again, a lot of interactions with nurses. And then a few, a while after I started that job, I actually started uh, doing outreach, meaning mm. like I would attend clinic days at one of the facility sites. Mm. And I would, you know, participate in the team meeting. I would meet my patients in real life, conduct med reviews. Mm-hmm. figure out how we can best optimize the drug therapies that they're currently on. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I started working at the hospital. And obviously, the hospital is um, a more structured system. And because mm-hmm. I didn't have hospital residency, I didn't complete that program. I'm mm-hmm. working as a grade one pharmacist in the hospital. Mm-hmm. So mainly within the pharmacy itself and also sometimes in Emerge, mm-hmm. where I interview patients and I ask them, verify the medications that they're currently on. Mm-hmm. So nothing I do right now, I actually experienced um, on rotation. And it sounds very interesting to me, actually. I, I would imagine you would actually um, have to use a lot more knowledge that we learned in school right now for your work than, I guess, being a community pharmacist, right? Yeah, because like, you have no, no access to lab values, to transcripts on conditions. Well, to a large extent, a description of the medical history when you're working in the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you enjoy it more? Um, I guess like this, uh, you, as you said, like more co- unconventional type of pharmacist job. I I like it. Um, I like it because 
the workflow is less stressful compared mm-hmm. to working in the community. <laughs> yeah, I like it more. Uh, yeah, I was. Yeah, yes, I like it more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to me, it sounds um, actually very interesting. And I think like um, just having, I guess you, you're you not as pressured, like you said, by the workflow, because I don't know if um, people in general can understand how stressful it is to work at a community pharmacy. Like mm-hmm. um, patients would come in and they would constantly be asking us like, oh my gosh, like when is my prescription going to be done? But we mm-hmm. have like certain procedures to go through. So we are, um, obviously we want to like make it, like make it happen as soon as possible but we still for example like if we see mistakes if we see like um inconsistencies we would have to like check it have to like fax a doctor or like confirm yeah we have to confirm certain things we have to do orders and all that so um yeah I i feel like um just like the general population in general, they don't really know how stressful it is um, working in a community pharmacy until they have to be in the shoes themselves. Because <laughs> that was me. Like before, I would just be like, oh, pharmacists, I mean, they just check drugs, right? Or do they just give out medicine, at least in Asia? Apparently, mm-hmm. um, it's more just about like giving out the drugs and not really even checking because I guess that's just how it works there. So it was only until when I started working and like doing the whole rotation, I also did my part-time job at a pharmacy at that time when I was still a student. I, that was when I realized, oh my gosh, it's actually so tiring and draining and stressful. Yeah, <laughs> it really yeah. is. Yeah. And, and I think it also depends on which company you work for. Mm. not going to name any names, but <laughs> some companies are better set up than others, better staffed right. than others. However, yeah. again, it doesn't take away from the many points of pressure that you are put under yeah. when you work it's, in a community setting. Yeah. yeah, especially when there's only one pharmacist working. Oh, gosh, like um, all the problems. Yeah, every problem is like, you know, thrown upon you and you have like 10,000 things going on at the same time. I find mm-hmm. that being a good phar- community pharmacist means that I think it requires good multitasking skills and oh, like yeah. – um, like just such great ability to work under stress and like time pressure. Yeah. I feel like um, you just have to be quick with everything and you have to make quick decisions and you have to be ready to kind of starve. If things get really busy, you don't really have time to eat until like, for example, your shift is over or you have like a quick break. So Mm -hmm. um, that was one thing that I realized working in a community pharmacy. But um, like you said, like, for example, if it's in a hospital setting, I actually really enjoyed my hospital rotation. Now that I think about it, um, if I were to be a pharmacist and did not decide to go back to Taiwan, I think I would actually continue to seek opportunities in the hospital. Because I remember mm-hmm. doing my hospital rotation, even though it was also very stressful because you know, things are much harder and they require a lot of knowledge. You have to think fast, but in a different way. You have more patient care and interaction and you have to also like discuss with all the other healthcare workers. But I really liked it. It's like actual thinking and solving problems and you can see immediate feedback from your patient actually. So I remember my preceptor was like, oh, hey, Ariel, I think that you can proceed in a hospital setting. We would like to maybe offer you some kind of internship. And I was so happy actually when she said that. But I still remember really clearly because I already decided at that time that after I graduate, I would go back to Taiwan. 
So on the last day, I told her, I was like, oh, um, thank you for offering. But um, I think I will move back to Asia and pursue mm-hmm. something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, every time I think about that, it's just, uh, I don't know, it gives me such feels because I, I constantly, well, not constantly, but whenever I face challenges in Taiwan, when I was doing music, I would always have this thought in my mind, okay, what if I decided to stay in Vancouver and be a pharmacist? What could life be for me right now? So that's just that's just life, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Life, yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe in another, I guess, what is that called? Ping xing shi kong, in another like timeline. Universe, in another universe, parallel yeah, universe. Yeah, mm-hmm. in another parallel universe, maybe like I'm, I'm a pharmacist doing something else and Maybe I could be coworkers with you. No, right? Would have been so cute. Like Lorena and Dora are right now. It's the I best. I know. I uh-huh. know. Um, but yeah, um, I also wanted to ask you: Have you ever had like any memorable stories of just like working in a pharmacy as a pharmacist? You encounter like certain patients or encounter certain situations that you would like to share? Not really, because like I think work being work and me being a goldfish I just do it and I come <laughs> home right if I have anything interesting it was interesting for the day mm-hmm. and then the next day there's going to be something else that's going to be interesting that <laughs> makes me forget the interesting thing that happened the day before you know what that's actually great if that's called being present but yeah I yeah I think the your concern that like oh every time you struggle you think about what life could have been Mm-hmm. Um, if you had stayed, mm-hmm. um, that that is a valid thing to think about. Mm-hmm. However, I would like to say it's really just a whole different modality to existing. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if you are working the way our friends are working right now, mm-hmm. um, we are not as focused on our career growth trajectory and development because mm-hmm. that's pretty easy. It, we, we are moving along in the right direction. Like we don't have to think too hard about it. Um, mm-hmm. We just have to maybe pivot now and mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. The rest of our lives, we are just existing. You know, we hang out with our friends. We maintain our lives the way it is. We talk about our favorite stocks, you know, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really quaint, really nice, and really sweet. And it's definitely not for everyone. Mm. And I have to say, we are quite blessed to exist the way that we are. There's a lot of struggle out there in the world. Yeah. Yeah, but your choice to pursue a musical career in Taiwan mm. definitely the most unconventional out of all of us definitely the most exciting <laughs> definitely the most glamorous and so, the most challenging <laughs> yeah because it's, it's definitely uncharted right uncharted yeah. territory yeah. for what yeah. we know yeah, yeah. our circle is aware of yeah because I was just um, chatting with another friend uh, who's a doctor and we were talking about how I guess, like, for stable jobs in the healthcare field, like, for example, doctors or you guys as pharmacists or even, like, nurses and all that, you can kind of see your life in five years or ten years. Like, you can kind of see where you're heading towards. Everything is very stable. You have a certain set of, like, work hours. So you basically just wake up at the same day, same same time, hopefully, or, like, 
you know, at least you kind of like know what your schedule is like. And then you mm-hmm. go work and it's something that you're familiar because you do it repeatedly. And then mm-hmm. you come home and then you rest and then you mm-hmm. go to work again. And um, some of my some of my other pharmacist friends, they describe it as like, oh, we just like we like we 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 like what we do and uh and but most importantly like we we go to work and we think about like the next holiday like we kind of work so that we can have like a nice holiday and, <laughs> and I, can't, I can't say i agree with that type of mentality i can see how a lot of people are like that fortunately mm-hmm. i am not because i think my life my work is interesting enough i work at enough sites where I they all keep me on my toes and mm. I see different people I'm still learning from all of my co-workers right actually one of my co-workers is like the preceptor I never had every time we work together he's like hey let us talk about this topic let us talk about <laughs> that topic and I just take little notes from it it's actually the best thing um and outside of work yes I do agree vacations are great but I have to say again I am very grateful very blessed um, I have another best friend, sorry, Ariel, outside of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah. So we live together and like, it's just a great summer, you know, we go mm-hmm. hang out and then we're like, yay, we dress up, we go eat cute food, we take cute photos. Yes, yes. We exist in our cuteness. You yes. know, it's a yes. good life. It's a good yeah, life. So I- yeah, I cannot say that I wake up every day, go at the same time, go to work, do the same thing, same boring thing, day in, day out. And then mm-hmm. the only thing I'm looking forward to is vacation. Yeah, I do not. I, if I existed like that, then I would definitely do something to change where I am. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't I can't exist like that, essentially. I was just going to yeah. say, I think it's also part of your character and personality, because since I've ever known you, um, I think... I think you're also a person who, um, in Chinese, it's like, so like you really know how to enjoy life. You really live life besides like the whole hard work and like ambition for work and all that. Like I, I find you to be just like one of those people trying to make life happier to live, you know, you actually focus on trying to make yourself happy and enjoying the moment. That's such a great trait. It amazes me as well. But yeah, life is short. The world is full of suffering. May as well make it a little bit easy for yourself, right? You are right. Because I remember uh, when we were in school, uh, especially during like exam seasons, like everybody's just so stressed out with everything, right? Like the exams and assignments, presentations and whatever. But I remember like Melina, despite all the stress, she would still cook. She would still buy flowers or try to like decorate her place. So it's like still a nice place to live at. I was just so impressed how you make your life so pleasant, even though there's stress going on, like you still try to make things very nice and just comfortable to like live in, you know, that's my observation. I think that's like who you are as a person as well. Other than that, I think mo- most people in our profession, yes, I do agree. It is like a monotony. Um, a monotonous kind of life yeah vacation is the only thing that will save us I know because like I think also it depends on a person too like maybe not just like for this type of career I think any type of job that it's like more stable and you kind of have to uh, do things repeatedly I think that's like it's it's like that for most jobs jobs. yeah it's like that that's like I think my job is just definitely uh very unconventional. I would say um, 
it's like completely different from most jobs where it's like we have no set schedules. It's very unpredictable, Mm -hmm. sometimes very Mm -hmm. chaotic. And Mm -hmm. um, the more I learn about myself, the more I realize I'm someone who actually is a little bit resistant to changes. Like I feel Mm -hmm. I need a longer time to kind of adapt. And for me, like being a musician, (laughs) I'm like constantly adapting to this like changing environment and changing schedule. Mm -hmm. But that is also what stimulates me. So I'm a very conflicted person (laughs) because I like the stimulation and I Mm -hmm. love how it pushes me to create and Um, that's how I write my songs and that's how I'm like inspired and I can like make music and all that but um, Mm -hmm. I also crave stability so I guess that is why I was I was just so happy to come back to Canada because I found Canada is just or like North America or maybe it's just the memories associated with Canada like being a pharmacist student here and just having you guys such a nice community it just gives me a sense of feeling grounded And it just makes Mm -hmm. me feel like, okay, I can kind of just breathe in and breathe out for a sec and find my stability here. So I think coming back to Vancouver, even though I was just stuck at home most of the time, I'm just like counting down to go out. But yeah, it really pushed me to think a lot about what do I really look for in life? I mean, if I were to be a pharmacist, like every day, I'll probably do the same things just like you guys. But I could also build pleasure upon that stability for example yeah I can look forward to the holidays I can plan my life out very clearly because I know what would happen Mm -hmm. the next five to ten years whereas now like back to that question where you would see yourself in five or ten years as a musician Mm -hmm. I really cannot answer like I literally told my friend, mm-hmm. um, dude, like, I can't even see, like, tomorrow. I don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, like, especially with COVID, it hit me so hard because we were expecting so many performances and everything was planned out. And all of a sudden, we were jobless. Can't leave the country. Yeah, I know. We were jobless. We literally stuck at home and we're like, dude, how are we going to survive? How are we going to, like, do our paychecks and all that for the next month? Because don't know when this COVID mm-hmm. thing is going to end and, like, everything's so up in the air. But obviously, Mm -hmm. like, it didn't affect just us. It affected a lot of people in their jobs as well. But I was just saying how it's just a completely different lifestyle that I chose, which I guess was so important for me to, like, set up my own schedule and routine and my own set of rules to follow whenever I could. And, for example, like, Mm -hmm. calling you guys and just still keeping in touch. For example, whenever I talk to Melina, I would feel, oh, my gosh, you know, my support group is still there for me and... It's just so nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just so nice being able to like always catch up with Melina. It's just feels like home. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh my god, is this true love? Feels like home. <laughs> Get you someone that makes Melina feel wait, how does that work? I can't I can't I, wait. Get, get you someone who makes you feel wait, oh I don't okay. Get you someone <laughs> Okay, the meme is get you someone that looks like you the way I look at food. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, mm-hmm. Wait, okay, we will get you someone who makes you feel like it's home. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. yes. I also wanted to ask: Would you recommend just anyone right now who's kind of looking towards different directions or options for their career? Would you recommend pharmacy or being a pharmacist? 
please stay tuned to our next episode on just the rest of our conversation. Um, it's such a fun one, and um, I love just talking to Melina about life, about career, about some philosophical topics. Um, it's great, and I hope you enjoyed it so far. Um, if you like this podcast, remember to subscribe and follow this channel, and also feel free to comment below any comments or anything that you would just like to share with us, share with me. All right, so at the end of this podcast, I would like to share this song with you called A Little Happiness. Um, this song was actually one of Melina's favorite Mando pop songs. Um, back in college, she would often ask me to cover this song for her. And finally, at the end of last year, I did an official cover, and it is now on all streaming platforms and my YouTube channel as well. So feel free to support and give it a listen. And I hope you enjoy my rendition of A Little Happiness, Xiao Xingyun. Enjoy! You.